You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Episode 324 of the New Utah Podcast. Coming at you from my basement <laughs> uh, in our studio, Ugly Baboon Studio. Uh, and no Brie tonight. Uh, Brie, apparently when you spend a long period of time with 20 plus people in the same house, you get sick sometimes. It happens. People get colds. Say. Yeah, it's weird how that it's happens. It's like Hawaii all over again. All, yeah, where that fucking... <laughs> where you all got COVID at the end. No. Or it whatever it was. COVID. Y'all had the flu or it was a It was a sinus infection that passed around that uh, I think Josh brought with him. And then uh, Roan had it. And Roan's voice vanished one of the days. And, like, we were all together all the time. And so... Most sicknesses starts with Josh, I'm afraid. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's a... Ty- I would say he's a typhoid Mary, but that motherfucker is symptomatic. So... He's just prone, the poor dude. So, anyway. So, Bree's sick. Um, it's he not COVID. He needs to wash his hands. <laughs> It's not COVID. Uh, it is just a cold. Um, and it's, we don't get sick very often, her and I. It's very rare that we get sick. So usually if we get sick, we're, we're usually pretty sick for a day or two. So she's definitely feeling it today. She's a lot worse for wear than she was yesterday, <laughs> without a doubt. So, uh, that's okay though. We, we've done shows without her before. We've done shows without, we did it without Julia last week. That's right. Um, speaking of that, Julia, um, you gotta tell us what happened. Because you just, you're like, oh, I have an emergency at my apartment. I have to go there. And then that was all we heard. And then Dad we were like, Dad said to not say anything else because he wanted to tell you. <laughs> what? Oh, well, no, no he told no. us, he told us a little bit when he got here, we but this, know is, this was the story that we Basically, got. Basically, I'm like getting ready to leave work and I see a bunch of missed calls from my apartment. So I leave work early so I can call them back. And they're like, yeah, so the neighbors downstairs, their apartment's flooding and the water's coming from your apartment. So we have to get into your apartment. I was like, oh, do you, do we know what happened? Like, do you need me to get over there? They're like, oh, I don't know. We'll just, I have to see who actually knows what's going on and then we'll call you back. And then I never got called back. And when I got there, there was nobody there. There were just a bunch of dusty footprints everywhere. So they no did, water, no they nothing. They did get into your apartment. Yeah. I think they, I think so they went and did something on the, the little, facility closet it's, in the patio it's been a week have you gotten any other updates as to what it was nope and you still had to go back and they just went into your apartment like they should have anyway in an emergent situation yep. call the owner or call a renter get a get permission go in yep. the apartment do your I shit, still get think- they didn't even get permission they were already in there which yeah. made me think well, it was it, a huge it, crazy well, emergency you know if it's leaking from the ceiling into another person's apartment that is yeah. actually an emergency because i cause think it a was probably just the one of the pipes in between their ceiling and my floor kind of is what probably we what happened because there was nothing going on at my apartment. So, some main walling because in apartments, all of the plumbing goes between floors. Yep. Yep. So that way dipshits don't hit it in the fucking walls. I'm just glad my washing machine wasn't leaking. Or I mean, something. that's true. That's truly why. Because um, like our buddy Sean has found out the hard way. You know, when pipes are running walls and you put nails into walls, sometimes <laughs> you put those nails into pipes and you don't know right away that the pipe's leaking. It's usually a day or so of leaking before you really well, know. If the nail hits it just right, it won't leak. It'll squirt out straight. But then anything shakes it, the washing machine yeah. creates that, that makes crack. that whole change. Oh, then it starts to leak. So you may yeah. do it and it won't leak for three, four days, a week maybe, but oh, it will eventually. Eventually it'll start leaking and then you're like, oh shit. 
So that happened to our buddy Sean um, when he was doing some remodeling. Doing the walling or the redoing the redoing wall in the bathroom. wall. Well, he was redoing the wall in his the uh, in his in his oh, in his family room on the other side. And on the, the other side of that wall, pipes were there, and it was luckily an unfinished basement that got watered all over, and so they were able to <laughs> take care of that. But still, anyway. So okay, so good to know the emergency uh, was an emergency for someone else and detracted you from the podcast. You should have come over anyway. Whatever, I see. How's how's your store? You're you're two weeks in, roughly, right? This is your mm-hmm. second week. How's how's store life? Slow. Yeah. First yeah. first opening weekend was slammed. That was great. Yeah. How was last weekend? That was opening weekend. It was great. What? No, this. Oh, this like, the last like two days ago. Days ago yeah. It was really slow, but that's all right. That's how it goes. Yeah. So, and you're the, the again. You you got to build up client base. Yep. For well, that, the thing with opening is you promote it, you talk about it, so everybody's going to show up to support you, mm-hmm. which is awesome. People also don't need a crystal every single day. That's so. the other thing. If you're selling coffee yep. or... I get them lost in my butt, and then I poop them out, and I need another one put Ew. up there. Yeah. So well, stones... Julia sells really smooth stones, too, not just crystals. <laughs> She's got little circular spherical stones. All kinds of stuff. You little chain beads. those together, they turn into beads of sorts. My dog is being insane. Get out of here. He's chasing the cat. Yeah, Bree's not down here. Normally, uh, she kind of curtails the dog, but she's just, she's playing with the cat. Those, those two freaking love each other. Boone. So we're gone all weekend. The cat loves the dog, misses the dog, has not left her alone, has been by her side since she got back. Like, those two are inseparable. It's great. That is good because you don't see that that often with dogs and cats. You do see it, but. Not as often. Yeah, there's a bunch of updates from my house. Um, I three-quarter cleared my garden of weeds. Um, there's not much plants left. <laughs> Our weeds it's, are just... I couldn't keep a cucumber plant alive to save me this year. They all died. The heat just was brutal. My zucchini plant is thriving, but not producing much fruit. I've got two zucchini so far out of it. So cucumbers, I have planted two rows three times. Anything? I have two... Dinky little plants that aren't yeah, producing. It's just anything. too. And my butternut plant is finally starting to really vine out, but no fruit yet, which is yep. concerning because it's August, and usually by now I've got something starting to grow. Yep. You think has anything to do with all the smoke that's been in the air all smoke, year? Smoke, no, but the heat. The heat. It's the heat. It's been a really hot summer. It's been a very dry summer. I mean, July was nice. Um, we've got some monsoonal moisture that's come in a little bit, but I bet we've had, if I had to guess, thirty to forty days. In the high 90s, in a row. At least, including today. A couple of those which hit the hundreds, yeah. just relentless, and little to no rain. Yeah, it's really tough. Like, plants really struggle. I'm getting a severe heat. heat warning on my phone like every other day. Yeah, yeah. it's it's been pretty crazy, so. And then the wind is the big one. So the wind just dries everything yeah. out. Yeah, because it pulls all the moisture up. And we've had, well, every single barbecue I've had at my house this summer, we've had to have the food inside. Because the wind's been because too of the crazy. wind. We still eat outside, but so I have yet to have a barbecue this whole entire summer where there wasn't so much wind that we could actually put the food outside. Well, we had a barbecue here for my birthday. Unfortunately, Nate did not finish our wiring in time for us to get the lights on. Um, yeah, we'll take it upstairs in a minute uh, to get the lights done. The lights are in now, at least two of the three rows. I'm waiting on the third row because I want to finish uh, putting up some some more cross beams to hang them on. Um, and I just haven't had a chance to go to the hardware store and get the one two-by-six that I need to do it. 
Your, your uh, $75 two by six. It is not going to be that much. <laughs> but it is, but they come in long boards and I have to cut it in half at the hardware store and then hopefully I didn't cut it in half and fuck up the what I needed the pieces for. So, cause I don't want to get a truck or hang it out my window because they're really long. Hold it on the top of the car. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can get them a little bit shorter. So I, I just haven't gone and done it. And part of the reason is, we we need to decide on fans because we had that barbecue and I I had Nate put in Nate is my buddy's son who's an electrician by the way for anyone that's curious um, I had him put in uh, fan boxes as well for me on a separate switch and after that barbecue not only am I glad I did that but now there's no waiting I'm gonna put the fans in the outdoor yeah. fans I think they're just worth it because um, a little bit of air movement in my patio and even on the hottest of days, it would have been fantastic. Yeah, under there. Just to, just to move that air enough, make a huge difference because it's already cooler. It's got the shade. So it's already 10 degrees cooler ish than outside. But yeah, if you could move that air, it would be perfect. But those lights, man, that is like the best upgrade we've done windows and doors. I just redid the storm door up front. We finally got a mm-hmm. piece of glass that didn't have broken uh pinhole things on it um and so the storm door is back in place i've done a ton of upgrades in my house the lights probably my favorite so far simply because they just transform that space at night and that's when we're usually out there with friends is later in the evening that's so much better than just the one tiny little light yeah we would have like the two porch lights on the back but they only light up a small area and then the lanterns we would bring out on the table but that's just not enough light no because we usually play games out there too yeah, yeah. So I'm super stoked on that. I'm I'm excited to have that stuff uh, that stuff done and ready. Um, and you guys are mowing your asses uh, off this. So, summer. so I I think we talked about it. If not, I'll just repeat the slice part. At the beginning of the summer, uh, the kids in our neighborhood had a fundraiser for all of the camping and stuff that they do during the summer. So Jonathan auctioned off mowing, and he offered to mow somebody's lawn, and they they put a bid on it. Uh, that time frame ran out. Oh, about a month ago. So he did the mowing that was required. It ran out. And I told Jonathan, I said, you watch. They'll mow it once or twice themselves, and then it'll sit. And when it's absolutely horrific, they'll call you and want you to mow. Sure enough, while we're gone last week, he gets a message left. Can you go mow our lawn? So he went and mowed it. It It's not much bigger than your lawn. Has not been mowed in probably three and a half, four weeks. Okay. Yet they're watering. Oh, God. So it took him an hour and a half. Yeah, because when it's that long, you have to mow it at a high setting. And even then, like even at the really tall setting, the mower jams up and so, you have to, it takes forever to get started. So our zero yard. turn goes up to four inch. So he mowed it at four inch, three and a half, three, and then still had to go over it with the push mower and the bagger. It was <sighs> so bad. That's crazy how much grass. I mean, how do you let it go that long? Like, but that is true. Like of the auction thing, like when someone gets a service that they're not used to having, it's really hard to go back to not having that yep. service. So that's what I told him. So, so he gained that one back, and then just over the weekend, three others like that we've never done before. One of them, one of them is right next door to, to another one that we mow, and and uh, the lady came out and she's like. I've, I've watched you guys mow for the last few years. You're always on time. It's the same day. You can pretty much set your clock with it. She's like, my mowing service, they'll go two or three weeks without showing up. Oh, for, that's fucking crazy. For whatever reason. And she's like, I'm just done with it. Would you be willing to mow ours? And we're like, yeah, because it's right next door. It makes it easy. Yeah, it's really easy to hit them both at the same time. And then all, so all three that we picked up were all in our neighborhood, which is good, other than the lawns in our neighborhood. Are They're big. Huge. 
Because your neighborhood, not the new part of the neighborhood yeah. that's behind you, but the, the rest of the neighborhood, the lots are all big lots. They're all pushed. They're not they're, quite half acre, but they're close. like over here. I mean, we all have at least quarter acre over here. Yeah. We're, we're real close. Like I think we're right by a quarter acre on our lot. And some of these houses, the fucking hills over here, like the backyards of the ones across the street, like they're normal, but the guys behind them, it's just a straight hill. Yeah. And those are brutal. In fact, some of the hills, like you can see where they've leveled off their lawn and they just don't fucking care underneath it. Yeah. Like they just let it grow, whatever. So we did five Monday, <sighs> four today. Wow. We got three tomorrow. <laughs> we've, over the years, we've spread it out, but what we've tried to do is, is condense it to Monday, Tuesday, days. Wednesday. That way we're not owing into our weekend because we have had in years past where we would mow like Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and like, I remember what the hell like you used doing? to mow the iron yard like that, on Saturdays. Yeah. And it was like four hours. That's our on whole Saturdays. weekend. Yeah. That's so, brutal. So anyway, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays are the days that we shoot for because we've, we've figured, you know what? I'd rather eat up a Monday afternoon and evening than my Saturday. Yeah. And most, and your mowers aren't really push mowers anymore, right? No, they're, I they're say the stand push, up, but they're, they're the stand up move. Yeah, they're, mowers. they're, they're all commercial grade. So. My two smaller ones are nine hundred dollar mowers each, yeah, yeah, and our bigger ones are four thousand dollar. So I mean, it's 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 the real deal. It's commercial grade equipment, and so imagine with us mowing that if you were mowing with a normal. Yeah, that's mower, insane. Like you, I can't imagine you couldn't. I mean, you just you couldn't. I mean, so we average thirty to forty minutes per lawn. I haven't mowed my backyard in a month and a half. But you're not watering every day. <laughs> no, I water like twice a like twice a week, two days a week. I think it's like every three days. So some weeks it ends up like. Yeah, every three days. So, you know, there's an, every, every once in a while, there's like three in a week, um, where it just hits just right. But like, that's it. And I refuse to water more in the back. I haven't watered the front at all because my sprinklers are fucked up and I don't want to fix them this year and we're in a drought. So it all works out nicely. I was talking to my neighbors about it. I'm going to rip up the park strip. I'm going to take the sprinklers out of it. I'm just going to put rock down. That's what we're, I think that's what we're going to do. We've come to that conclusion. I saw this thing on rock. There's like a glue you can put over it that keeps it from like moving around so much. Cause you know, like, like rock, especially like in a park strip or like on the side of our house, like in the, the, the rock drive yeah, that we have, it ends up all over. It ends place. up all over, but there's a glue you can put on it that holds it in place. It's not like a solid glue, but it doesn't, it, it keeps it from like moving around. Probably a ton. like the glue when you get a, when you get a plant and it's got the rocks in it that are glued together. Yeah. Something it's similar to like that, that. Similar to that. And so you just put it, you just basically just spray it on with like a water sprayer, like you would, uh, we'd be gone stuff. So. Our corn, to finish up with our garden talk, our corn, we probably got two or three dozen picked, but as we're going through it, the the bugs have gotten oh, it. Oh, shit. Corn weevils. Corn weevils have gotten it, and or it's just absolutely cooked to oblivion. Uh, that sucks. That's so, brutal. Th- so we've got maybe two dozen. I got some potatoes. I did eat. I made some potatoes uh, a couple weeks ago with them. Um, so my potato plants did enough to make potatoes. Although, interestingly enough, there was a rotten one underground and it smelled so fucking bad. Huh. Like as I was digging them up, like I'm like, why does it smell so bad out here? And finally I hit it. It was like rotten and like melted and gross and ugh. But it's taken care of now. So, All right. With us this week, we have uh, George Bush, the uh, owner, creator, proprietor of uh, Sauce Up Salsa. I don't know. How many employees do you have? Are you the sole employee? One of two? Um, we have me, Jessica, um, she's technically, she's my partner. And then, um, we have Megan and Megan comes and assists us every once in a while. 
And Jessica is is your partner in life as well, yes? Yep, she yeah. is. She's right now handling work while I'm here, so. So, yeah. So she's, running, she's running the sauce empire. I'd say a yeah. one-man show, but it's a two-and-a-half-person show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good team. We have a good team. The sauce empire, the sauced-up sauce empire. I like that. You need to put that on your website somewhere, the sauce empire. Sauce We're working empire. on a lot of things. So. <laughs> That's always how small businesses are. They're always working on a lot of things. Uh, George, uh, we have to ask right out of the gate, what month were you born in? Uh, I just had my birthday on the 1st. Oh, the first of this month. So this like a week ago. August. Well, yeah. happy birthday. Thank you. Just a, just a little over a week Leo. ago. Yeah. So November-ish could have been. Or October 31st. The end of October. So it could have been Halloween. Yeah. Your parents went to a Halloween party. Uh, maybe. Very likely. Maybe. From what I hear, they go to parties all the time when they were younger. So, it was so very, maybe very Halloween possible. party. Very things possible. got a little crazy. Halloween hookup. Yeah, maybe. Nine, nine months later. And then peekaboo, here I am. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it was a peekaboo thing. They got to carry you for nine months. Unless yeah. one of those weird pregnancies does happen where they don't know for we like a have, long time. Heather's got a friend in our neighborhood who she's... Our age, so late forties, yeah. well, mid to late forties. Um, no, you're late forties. It's fine. Well, when this when this <laughs> occurred about five six years ago, so she wasn't feeling all that great. Went to the doctor. The doctor's like, "You're nine months pregnant. You're about to have a baby." Wow. How do you? That just blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, one of the guys I work with, um, well, did work with one of the Indian guys. He was gone, kind of emergency with his wife, and I'm asking him like afterwards. I'm like, Is "She okay? Everything? Oh yeah, everything's fine." He's like. Turns out she's pregnant, and we had to have a whole bunch of tests done. I'm like, oh. And he's like, yeah, not planned. Our boy's 10 years old. We weren't going to have another uh-huh. one. <laughs> wow. I think you would notice when you just well, don't have a period for it, so long. Well, so well some was, people do, though. And yeah. What he said was, you know, it was during COVID. There was a lot of stress and a lot of travel, and we had COVID. And, you know, it was, she was like five months along before they, they found out. Wow. And, like, she just hadn't. That's like, so crazy. Just the busyness of life. Like, you just don't think about, like, oh, well, I haven't had my period in a while. And, you know, also... All of a sudden, she's pregnant because she wasn't feeling right, and they went to the doctor, and the doctor's like, oh, yeah, you're pregnant. Man. That's crazy. There's that TV Fun. show. Extra stress. That this TV show on TLC or whatever, where it's all about people who have babies and didn't even know didn't they Didn't know pregnant. they were pregnant, yeah. And anyway, we digress. That's wild. But That's that is wild. crazy. Do you have kids? Yeah. Did you know you were pregnant when you had the kids? Well, I, did you know that your partner was pregnant? I knew first, yeah. <laughs> I assume you weren't pregnant. No, but I knew she was first. Yeah. Oh, before she before did? she knew, I yeah. told her if she was. You're like, you guys just got done with the deed, and you're like, you're now pregnant. No, um, I was just, <laughs> uh, um, I was just, uh, I don't know. I have pretty good like intuition on some things, and then for some reason, I was just feeling off. Um, now off, just different, and then that was just the vibe I got, and so I told her like, hey, um, the feelings that I have, you should probably go. You're like, and I went get... to the dollar store and got one of these pea sticks. You want to try? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And so, yeah, and then they're um. It came back positive, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Excellent. So were you born here in Utah? No. Going back to where your parents conceived, where did they conceive at? Um, I was born in Southern California. And they so they were at a party in L.A., Anaheim? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there. there. And, um, <laughs> I'm sure how, there's tons of Halloween parties yeah, in California. Yeah. That could have been anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, um, yeah, they're out, and then um, I grew up out there, lived in Arizona for a few years. Um, when I first moved here to Utah, I lived in Magna. Phoenix, Arizona? Phoenix Mesa, yep. Okay. Phoenix Mesa. And then um, Magna for a year. And then I grew up for, graduated high school in Tuella. So you went to Magna? 
high school no, or just I went to school? Just like grade school. Grade school. Yeah, grade schools. school. And then I moved. Like, so not your formative years, really. So yeah. you're okay. You only had a little bit of scarring? A little bit. Um, <laughs> the magna water. Tuella was different than Southern California and Mesa, though. So. <laughs> Tuella's probably about as different as you can Is that where you said California? you graduated with yeah, Tuella? Tuella. Uh, There's uh, me and like three and a half other black kids. Yeah. So. <laughs> and a half? Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me tell you. I, I mean, I guess. Let yeah. me tell you that would have been a case at any high school. Yeah. The difference is three and a half black kids in Tooele High is a lot better ratio than three and a half kids at Bingham. Mm-hmm. We have a graduating class of 1,500. Wow. So think three black kids in a graduating class of 1,500. That's I, a little. I think we graduated at like 4A, so it was yeah. like, roughly, like roughly the same, I guess. How, so you had like 1,500 in your graduating yeah, class? Yeah, we had a lot. I was 4A in Wyoming. You know how many were in mine? No. 220. Really? <laughs> 230, somewhere in there. Yeah, we, uh, we <laughs> started 4A. off like 3A, I think, and then went up to 4 because just the community kept growing, and that was when they opened up like Stansbury. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, even yeah, bigger yeah. now. Yeah, now it's bigger. I go back, and I'm just like, okay, this is different than when yeah, like I was here. There's stuff here now. Yeah. A lot more well, things. and even towards Grantsville, going that direction, that's exploded. Yeah, that's the conversation. I just delivered some salsa out there, and- um visited a friend and uh that's one of the conversations we're having is just all this new things that are just progressing and the part of it is the Sully Valley just does not have much room left. No. I mean, even if you want to be in the Sully Valley, that just is not a whole lot. Yeah, of room. you climb the mountain, man. If you just go out west of here, it's all climbing up that side of the mountain. They're gonna hit Kennecott's fence line soon. Yep. So that's part of the reason why Tooele's grown growing so much is yeah. it's a sleeper town. It is. Yeah. And, I mean, depend, depending on where you work, you can be from, like, Stansbury to downtown Salt Lake in about half an hour. Yeah. Or less, yeah. Uh, depending. Um, I used to do that for, for a while, but just winter and everything, and just get unsafe. But to, now it to be clear, from here to downtown's about half an hour during rush <laughs> hour, too, so it's not any different. No, no, it really isn't. And it's probably fucking cheaper in Tooele right now. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, to live in. It's, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit cheaper. I've talked to some friends that said that it's just going up just because, you know, more people are obviously mm-hmm. moving in, but mm-hmm. um, it's still a little bit cheaper. There's not many cheap places to live in the valley anymore. No, not it's, anymore. You no. got to go up north, like towards Ogden is the cheaper stuff. Because even yeah. down south in Utah County, it's with pricey. all the business in Lehigh and stuff is gone. Unless you go like way south, like Nephi. Santa Quinn. Or yeah. beyond. Well, Nephi's not Utah County anymore. True. True, true, true. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. That's why you get pulled over more in Nephi. Those bastards in Juab want their money. <laughs> yeah. We're just out there. Yeah. Camping. Yeah. Nephi is the Nephi is the last town in Juab on I-15, I think, and then it goes into Utah County. I think. I could be wrong. Good to know. Because I don't know, Payson is that, that's not Utah County anymore. I think, I think Payson might be Juab. Maybe it's Juab. That's right on the border. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Good question over there. So where are you at now? <laughs> um, I'm in North Salt Lake. I'm North Salt Lake. Yeah. It's a good area. Good so you area. graduate from Tula High. Tula High. Tula yeah. High. Where do you go after graduation? College? Went to college. I went to Slick. Um, I was trying to do anesthesiology, and I was terrible at biology. I think I took it like four or five <laughs> times. And then when I realized I was like a few grand down from this class, I, t- I tried. Like, I tried. Um, even got extra help. I just it wouldn't process. Like 1,000-level biology or like anatomy? No, like like basic biology. <sighs> like, yeah. I got it. I was okay in like high school, but then um, I guess I just wasn't vibing with some of the teachers. Um, just... <sighs> I was troubling. I was having trouble hey, with it. It's not for everyone. No. At least you figured it out while you were still in college. Right. Um, and then I switched over to criminal psychology. So I did a lot of psychology class, kid psychology, um, criminal justice. 
undercover work, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I, I did that for a minute and then, uh, I went to, I went to work and then I ended up getting a, a opportunity to go to Thailand. So I went to Thailand for a couple of weeks. Wow. Yeah. Um, what, what kind of work were you doing that sent you to Thailand? Um, I was doing sales, but oh. all the sales I was doing, I'm really good at. So whatever position I was in, I was always ranked like one or two depending on, you know, what the, the thing was. But, um, so they were like, do you want to go to Thailand? And yeah, so I did. <laughs> um, and <laughs> not very many people say no to that. Right. So I went, uh, around this time is when I met Jessica. Uh, we were already pregnant. So we already were doing that. And then I got busy, you know, trying to be a dad. And then eventually, um, I'm like one math credit away from graduating, but I never finish. And then, um, I started, finish, man. I know, but, uh, now I'm busy. Now I'm doing this. Now I'm, now I'm super. <laughs> it's a math credit. Go so, finish it. Solly Community College will hold all that shit for you for yeah, a while. Um, I'm going to go back and talk to him. We've already talked about it. So I'm excited. Just be about like, him. look, I run my own business. Give me credit for the time I ran my business. Uh, here. What I want to do is because I know after a certain time they make you do another like placement test. Is mm-hmm. I rather uh, I want to do like self study for a little bit. Just when I get back into it, it's not so foreign. I recently did that. Did you I went back to school after 20 years? How was it? Uh, it was a lot of work, but I was working two ish jobs plus going to school. I had no time for anything else, but uh, I did it. That's what, I'm uh, glad I did it. That's what I was doing. I was working before I met Jessica. I guess even when I was with her, I was working maybe 80 to like 100 hours a week. And I wasn't including like school full time and then side gigs and, and things like yeah, that. That's hard. Sports. Something has to give at that point. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got, a, we had a baby. So yeah. yeah <laughs> so, so you come back from Thailand. Yep. Then what? Came back from Thailand. I kept working. How long um, were you there? Two weeks. Nice. Just two weeks. Um, had a good time. It was great. Very humid. Tried a lot of good food. I played with tigers. I uh, rode an elephant. It was it was a good experience. We definitely want to go back. She didn't get the opportunity to go just because um, I didn't. We weren't together until like after the Thailand was already planned. Yeah. So, but she's she's making me take her. So eventually we're gonna go back. Um, so I came back. I stopped doing that sales job and ended up doing banking. Um, I stayed at uh, like a big corporate bank for five, a little over five years, and. Made it to um, business, corporate business banking for, for small businesses, big businesses. So I was moving like millions and, you know, sometimes, not a lot, sometimes. But um, it was fun. They wanted me to progress more throughout the company, but it was just something that I uh, I wasn't stimulated with anymore. And so I was, I was doing bad uh, in my eyes. But to them, I was still doing pretty decent. But then eventually, um, around that point, Jessica was doing... Um, like childcare. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so she was in a facility where like, um, you can bring abused kids or if you just need a break or anything like that, you can, you can, you can take them. So she was doing that and that was taking a lot of, you know, stress on her. Um, what I was doing was mentally taking a lot of stress on me. Um, and there was two or three years where I was just talking, telling friends like my salsa would be all these people's, all these things like just, uh-huh. you know, just, you know, did just, they agree? Cause I assume your friends had tried your salsa. Um, some, some did. But some have also tasted like the other things I cooked. And so they're like, I'm confident in, in what you're saying and the stuff that you've done prior to like in your life, I guess. Um, whatever you say, I believe that you're going to do. And, uh, one day I made some at the bank job and, um, someone bought it. And then that was kind of it. I went through, uh, insomnia and like all these other things working here. So I just used that time to like 
study on how to uh, create a recipe, um, how to buy my name. Do I need like an LLC or like a sole proprietorship? Do I need, you know, I need to apply for like taxes. Do I need a, you know, like what do I need to do? And so I just, I, I spent like hours and hours and hours just learning everything myself. Did you engage any of the resources that Utah has for that sort of stuff? Um, I, I tried reaching out to like the Department of Agriculture and like the health department, but there's like a disconnect just because the health department requires certain things in certain like counties, you know, uh, food trucks, prepared food. Everyone's completely different. So, uh, and the same with the agriculture department. So it's hard to kind of keep, which so, so it's, it's something that you honestly just kind of have to jump in and then figure out your, your, so that's what I did. I just jumped in and then as it came, I, I handled it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, I asked that question because, you know, we've had a lot of small businesses on and we've had some that, um, what's the, the cocktail collective lady's name? Um, Alexi. Alexi. She told us about all these freaking resources that like the Chamber of Commerce and like the Small Business Alliance, like all these resources that exist in Utah for people that are getting started in small business to just like reach out to. Right. And they just provide you tons of help for different crap, help you, you know, find grants sometimes and stuff like that to get your business going. So. So yeah, at the time I didn't, I didn't know any about any of that. Um, it was just, I had a goal that I wanted to do. Jessica was like, I can't do this job anymore. You can't do your job anymore. Like we, we need something. We need something. So, so at what point are you making salsa in the bathtub? Like, okay, we got to make this happen. Hopefully never. He's not going to admit making salsa in the (laughs) bathtub on the show. No, it was, uh, I joked about it once. I was like, we're making so much that we could fill the tub, but obviously we never did it. But, um, it became too much. I think when I officially like announced, so December 19th, I think it was like 2019, I officially was like, sauced up, salsa is open, right? Um, and I think the first month we already had our, our fridge was full. We already had orders. We, um, we didn't have our own groceries. Like we were eating out. It was just, we were already at capacity. Uh, the only reason I was able to do what I was doing is because my MMA coach at the time gave me a big propane grill. And so I was able to cook everything on the grill. So without him, I wasn't even able to, to start. And, um, I was using like a little, like two foot by two foot grill, like at first. So it was really tiny with a little like camping propane. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then I upgraded to the, the bigger grill. Um, and then after it was like 10 weeks or so, um, we were at a market and someone was like, well, we would love for you to be at our, at our commissary. Um, it seems like you guys are growing. And so we said, okay. So this is early on. You're like starting in the kitchen at your house on a crappy propane grill Yeah. that you, you know, get a little bit bigger. Your entire fridge is full of ingredients and salsas. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, Hey, come to our commissary. Use our commercial kitchen. Yeah. And then at the time it was, um, everything was, I was telling people everything was homemade because it was, it was, I was making it at home. Um, but I did enough research that I knew that I had to check logs. Like I've worked in kitchens before too. So I already had logs. I already had a pH balance reader. Like I had, I had everything. And so, um, and, and it was hard because salsa is like a dangerous thing to make. I didn't know that at the time, but you find that out later. <laughs> and, uh, just cause the, the acid, the, the pH, it has to be correct for, you know, human consumption. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I got that down. Um, and not just that, but you're dealing with, you're dealing with, cold ingredients yeah. that 
and and if you're grilling peppers and stuff like that that have to be cooled back down safely right and like there's a it's, lot of contaminant a potential there yeah. and um the the department of agriculture will send someone to watch you do your process um luckily like we keep really good detail logs about you know this was made this time and so they're they're pretty good we've um we're dropping down we're we're better so we're not getting checked on as much as we used to when we first started but yeah so um, he was like, well, your sauce is good. You should come to our kitchen. And at that time, our, our growing pains were, well, how do we tell people this is homemade? But then I'm like, well, if I move to a commissary, that gives me more room to, to grow. It's still homemade. Yeah. Just because um, you're in a commercial kitchen. Why? Well, so I just feel weird saying because it's uh, you know, but <laughs> no, uh, man, but no, it's the same. But it is, it is. You're not running it through a factory line, right? So no, that's no, the big no, difference. no. Right. Um, and a lot of people want me to just because they they want to see us in Harmons or Smiths or like you know all with associated like all these things. But uh, I think one of the reasons why we stand out is because I make it. Like after this, I'm going to go and we're cutting up 450 pounds of tomatoes and <laughs> or more. We just bought like like 25 boxes earlier. Like some, some yeah. Like so yeah. what? What point? So uh, yeah, I'm curious. Like, at what point? Like, how far into this process were you? You know, making it in your home kitchen where you're buying. My guess is not tomatoes by the case, wholesale, but like, oh, I yeah, bought 20 just, pounds of tomatoes from Smith's. Like, yeah. So uh, that it was month and a half, maybe. So month and a half. Holy shit! Month so, and a half into it, uh, I. Got asked to come do the commissary. Later that, I think it was like later that week, I went in, checked it out. I said yes. We went, bought all the, like racks. We bought, um, all the equipment, all the equipment that I would, I would need, right? And then, um, we, we built it. We set up our little area and then we just, we just went to work. So, Uh, so, so coming from the banking space and the corporate banking space, did you seek out a loan, like a bank loan, to get all this started, or did you just no, do it out of pocket? I just did it all out of pocket. So I started with like two hundred bucks. I think I only had like two hundred bucks in my account because I just paid all my bills, and I was like, "This is terrible." <laughs> so you, like, so you start in December twenty nineteen officially, but how how uh, before how that? long before that five were you years. actually selling stuff? Like uh, that so is? no, so. Um, I was, it took me about five years to create. So five years before that, I was working on the recipe. Um, I only sold it for a month before that. So I sold it for a month. So you were just giving it away and like taste testing and no. recipe. People in that time were like, I need your salsa. Like you made it. People I didn't even know were like, Hey, reaching out. You're the salsa guy. I heard your salsa was really good. And at this point, it was like two years before I even made any. Um, I had a friend Colby and he was like, Hey, Christmas is soon. Um, I would like for some of your salsa for, for Christmas presents. And, um, at this, like my blender broke. So he's like, borrow mine. We don't use it. It's new. So I took it home and I was like, all right. Um, I made more than like what I attended. So I put it on Facebook. Like, Hey, I have this much salsa. Does anybody want any? And all those people who are like, yeah, they reached out. And then I think I, um, it was like 200 orders or something like that. Um, like a lot of salsa went. So that's what started that. But before that, I only sold it for a month. And uh, it was just like close friends and family, and I made enough to pay for Jessica and I to go to San Francisco for a week. So we went to San Francisco for a week. We like sightseeing for our anniversary. We just did all that, and then when I came back, I just went back to banking. Um, and then all that time, I was just like, oh, I should make my salsa. I should do this. That's when my friends were like, Well, you know what? Create it. And then we got to that position where mentally we were just over our our jobs. And so stepping back slightly. Where and when and how did you, in the first place, decide yeah. to start making a salsa? So I'm a super picky eater. Like it's hard for me to eat anything. 
Um, I guess not because I'm like try to be rude to people. It's just like my mental thing, um, which I have a knowledge. So it's something I was working on, which I was like, I don't eat salsa because I don't like tomatoes. All the salsa I was finding was chunky or it, I'm picky with salsa. Yeah, see, I'm so picky with food. I'm I'm super picky, and so yeah, she'll I, probably turn her nose up at your salsa. That's, I will try it. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's all I ask is you know, and um. That's where I was, was I was like, I need to try more things. And so I tried like finding salsa and I couldn't find a good one that I, that I personally liked. Either it didn't have flavor or it was a different consistency that I wanted. Or, um, when I tried cooking with it, it just wasn't doing what I wanted. So I had a perception of what it should be in my head. And then, um, when I was doing like the banking job and the insomnia was hitting, I always was like on Instagram or, Facebook, cause I used to bodybuild, so I was looking at bodybuild videos, and I was like, you know what, well, I don't do this anymore, so I should do something that, like, I could, you know, grow, grow, right? Like, utilize my time. Um, and so I'm like, well, I don't eat these veggies that much, so maybe I should start making my own salsa just for me. Right. No, that makes sense. Just, just as a, then I can eat vegetables. Then I can eat veggies, but I'm healthier. I can find something that, that I like. I like. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That was all it was. Like still, that's still my goal is just to make good salsa that I personally like because I'm on, like I ate one before I came here. I killed a whole, a hot container, you know, and, um, like I, I love it. I'm pr- like probably the biggest salsa, <laughs> per, you know, salsa, salsa fan that there is. I would hope so. Yeah. So, okay. No, that, that helps. So that's kind of how you got into that's it. That's how I got into so, it. So, at what point did you say, decide you're going to start going to the markets and? So, um, Jessica and I talked about it and she was, I was still banking while we started it. And she said, uh, I'm, I'm going to quit my job. And you know, I don't want to be like, don't do it because we have bills, but like, um, we also don't want to go to a position where we're, we're already missing work, you know, cause we're just taking a stroll. So we're already losing money, right? So I was like, you know what? We have a little bit of save. Let's, let's do it. Um, you can quit your job if you feel like you need to get to that point and then we'll just figure it out. And she was like, you know what? I can try to just stick it out. We can save money, try to build this business and go from there. But I think it was like the next day or the next week, she was like, I quit. <laughs> she was like, I gave him my two weeks. I told him no. She was like, I just couldn't do it. I was stressed out. And um, so I guess our our, our thing was uh, we have three months to to do this. To figure it out. To figure it out. Work. Just to see. That was our time frame. All right. Three, three months, months for well, her to not work. Not work. To And you're still banking at this point. No, no. We're full-time. You salsa. Bo- so both of you guys at this point yeah. full-time. Yeah, I do. So, yeah, we full-time. And um, so we're like, well, how do we how do we get it out to people, right? And so I, I used it as like music where you go and you create your, your, your music and then you go and you shop it around to different, you know, artists or different venues or different radio agencies and so that's what we did and um i was like well i was talking all that mess about the farmers markets let's see what events are here and so we reached out to a bunch of events and they were just like yeah um we'll try a new salsa person because we haven't heard of you because that was new so a lot of the people took chances on me and um we always had a good turnout people would come would sell out i think the first little bit all we did was just sell out and um people would hear more and more about us and then that was that was it like we just got busier and then i think that first month we were already making more than like her paycheck you know so we were paying good, like yeah that's always scary it was take that leap it was super scary and like um so yeah we, we use that money now just to go right back into the business so it's nice like we're still like the same kind of broke but it's like different i guess <laughs> you know like it's I feel that. yeah yeah it's it's like now um 
either I can keep this or I can buy another like pop up for another event or I can invest in um, marketing for, you know, this or, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it's, it's a lot more stuff that I have to spend money on now than, than I realized. I just, at the time, I grew so fast. I honestly didn't, wasn't. Yeah. I mean, this, we're, I mean, we're really talking less than three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, the beginning of 2020, really, you said December of 2019. So yeah. we're only so two, two years. Gotta past ask, <laughs> how did COVID affect things? It was did, great. COVID wasn't it? bad. COVID, we started like kind of around COVID, you know, and so um, it was perfect where people didn't want to leave. People were looking to get healthy food delivered to their house anyway. Um, people weren't able to go out as much to the store. So um, I was just, it was just a easy way for us to, I guess, push our delivery um, just because it was, you know, a 50-50 thing where I would just bring it to you, drop it off at your door, you, you pay me, and now you have a healthy treat at your so you guys house. were doing the deliveries. We're doing. We still do them. We're doing deliveries. Um, we're just doing word of mouth. I think before this, we we didn't even have a website, so it was just a lot of like people on Instagram. We were doing a lot of Facebook messaging where people were like, "Hey, my friend tried this," and um, it was a lot of like my friends who were kind of telling other people or people that I used to work with, and they're like, "Hey, this guy that I used to work with had really good sauce, and I heard he started his business. You should reach out to him because you don't like any salsa here either." <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um. And it's, so that's yeah, and so we we grew. So we're gonna sample this here in just a minute. He brought okay. some for us to try, but let's talk a little bit about your flavors. Yeah, with the the one that you brought, there's which, pineapple on it. I'm intrigued. Sweet heat pineapple. <laughs> sweet heat. So how did you come up with? I mean, obviously you started with your original, but no. how did you kind of start? Oh no, 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 no. So I like hot. So I, I was starting off with like before I even made the salsa. Um, I got nervous and I ended up making like a marinade for chicken and then hot sauce. And then I was like, all right, well, if I can do that, I can make the, the, the sauce. I can jump in now that I've played with the stuff. Uh-huh. And, um, it was a lot of trial and error. Jessica taste tested a lot. I taste tested a lot, but she has kind of a different palate than I do. You know, more, she was here, she's here in Utah. So she was, <laughs> I'm not. So more was, mild. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was yeah. just like, well, how do you feel about this? And then we kind of just went off that. Um, it was, it was fun, but yeah, we're seven flavors now. So, so how do, okay, so you start with some uh, sauces and start right. hot. How did you decide what flavor profiles and what combos you're going to do? So you have a, a bunch of originals essentially, right? You have a mild, a medium, a hot. Uh, mango. Uh, you have the mango, you have the, the pineapple yep. and the, the green salsa, the yeah. tomatillo salsa. How did you come up with, okay, the hot, medium, easy. mild's easy, right? right? So, like that's easy. But the mango, the pineapple, the tomatillo, like so set on those. I created the medium first, medium hot. Um, it was like a mixture. The hot was my most like mild. Then I, I I shopped it out. Right, went to a market. People were like, too hot, can't do it. <laughs> All right, cool. The hot was your mild to start with. Yeah, because um, uh, <laughs> one of our I guess are you I'm like wearing a, are you wearing a respirator when you're making this show, no, man? Like, uh, well, it depends on what I'm making. I'm wearing used to it now at first <laughs> at first it was like mask like when i do the freeze dried salsa i have to wear a mask because if not i'm i'm over there sneezing. that's a lot of it's a lot of peppers and stuff peppers like even like when we when we cook them like it clears out the, the like kitchen like it's yeah, like, yeah you know but um so i created the medium i was eating that a lot on uh like breakfast burritos so i was i was tweaking that right so that was like the first one that was technically the original um but obviously that was spicier for, for others. So I had to do something a little more mild. So I did the mild. Um, 
you know, our mild even has spice because our slogan is like the fire you deserve, the, the fire you deserve in a salsa. Cause I couldn't find spice in a salsa. Um, so the mild came, right? Um, I wanted the hot, so I made the hot. Um, so those three came. Now the original came because the mild was too hot for people. <laughs> <laughs> so I created the original because everyone was like, well, you don't have anything more mild the mild because the mild has spice and i've always thought like mild should have spice yeah it's not because it's, it's not not hot exactly but if you go get a mild from like the store it's it's basically it's, chopped, it's tomatoes. chopped tomatoes right and so um i was like all right well we're not we're not going to do that and so then the uh, mango habanero came because that was actually one of the first ones i turned into the, the marinade and i re- i really liked it and the pineapple one was too and it was always on the list but i never had the chance to create it um but i was also taking like customer requests one time for a short period of time for like the summer and a customer reached out and says hey you said once you were going to make a pineapple salsa you haven't um could you make one with these like you know with this kind of vibe to it and uh i was also talking to a lot of people who weren't able to eat cilantro and so uh we went and made the sweet pineapple losers with their bad cilantro jeans <laughs> yeah they're like well it tastes like you know soap and you know it's like all right well, well it's genetic it is it is 100 percent. it is genetic, genetic. and i but i feel not really dis- bad for anyone that does not like cilantro or thinks it tastes like dirt because it is not right and, and you know what and i get it it's not a diss on them it's just like okay well that makes sense that makes sense so i was like well i have to make one for for them because the feedback i was getting was we can't find anything we like either that is, you know, cilantro free. So cool. I need to start doing that. Right. So I made the sweet heat pineapple and, um, that kind of took off. But, uh, at the same time, everyone was like, well, where's your green salsa? Because when I, uh, was doing, I guess, trial ones before we went, you know, public, right? Just friends and stuff. I had a green salsa, the FGS. And, um, so everyone was reaching out saying, Hey, when is that coming? Can I get that? But we already were trying to grow. We we're trying to figure out how to do the business and, figure out like you know all these other salsas but um i made some time and the green came so now we're seven deep so where'd you get these chips i gotta ask because these aren't just your ordinary regular no. chips yeah so, we make these chips these are cool so thank you did you when, when did you decide that you were gonna make your own chips that's cool that's a good question so we're getting costco chips they're not bad chips but um our chips are again aren't like tomatoes, they're lower little, so you're not like scooping. You're just, so they're a little bit thicker. It's like a little they're bit a thicker, lot thicker yeah. you know. So, um, uh, the chips we were using were breaking in the Dad's salsa. face is red and his eyes are watering. <laughs> I just swallowed the chip, funny. Oh, uh, I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> but um, no, the salsa is really good. It does have a tiny bit of heat. But yeah. Not. Yep. That was the chip that <coughs> cut you a little bit. Funny. It does that. The chips are there. I bit one the other day and it cut the roof of my mouth. Like there's some solid chips, but the, the, that's the reason because the the ones that we were using were breaking into the salsa. They just didn't look professional. I felt weird buying like the Costco brand chips, you know. And so um, my next goal was like, well, we got to get we got to get some some sauced up chips. And uh, these came, and now we've been using these for a little bit. We're working on doing some more things with them, like coating them with our freeze-dried salsa, so you have the salsa on them. And that then, would be a good. That would be a good experiment. We do it sometimes, um, but it's hard to do it. Like you have to do it like right out of the fryer. Yeah, because otherwise it doesn't stick. Right. Yeah, it's because then it doesn't stick. But um, we. I mean, I just packaged like three hundred pounds, two hundred like seventy-five pounds, something like that. And um, holy cow, how yeah. big's your fryer? It's not a conveyor belt fryer, right? No, no. Um, 
It's not. We actually have another local company who make them for us just because right now, like, I, yeah. I was like, can you make these for me? Because I don't have time. Yeah. But um, we are looking to just do it ourselves. I was actually looking at a fryer today. So I will say that it's nice to see you guys make your own chips. Um, also, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, Don Julio is a local company out mm-hmm. of Woods Cross. I don't know if that's who's making your chips, um, but they're right by you. <laughs> no, no, they're not. Those chips are good, too. They are. I uh, I actually just met, um, I believe, the owner of, like, they came and saw us at a market. I told them that, you know, I was, I was, I was just talking to them, and um, I was giving them just, like, our, our speech, just like, you know, we're rated number one in Utah, you know, and they were like, well, by who? And so I just started talking by to them. By who? That's a good question because everyone says they're rated number one by someone. Right, right. Well, we did, um, so we were rated number one on Google, customer uh, five stars, over 155 or something like that, and which is kind of unheard of for salsa, right? Small business. Um, even when I have like analyzers look at our Google, they're like, I don't know how you get that much. And it's all natural. Like we don't pay people or ask. Like people just like it because it's different. And so they're like, I'm going to just let you know that I like that is you're trying to make something different, you know? Um, but we did a competition with uh, City Beak and they're here in like Salt Lake. They're in Salt Lake and, uh, they were doing Salt Lake City. And so they had us, a lot of uh, other salsa vendors, mm-hmm. a lot of local salsa companies that you would see in like Smith's, Harmon's, you know, a lot of them. Um, plus some entries from Texas as well as San Diego, hot sauce, all that. It was, so there's other, over a hundred and, uh, over 55, 60 entries. Oh, nice. Um, we won first place with the fiery green tomatillo oh, salsa. That's awesome. Yeah. And then we won second place overall with fresh salsa for the mango habanero salsa. So on the heat scale, let me ask you this pineapple salsa that we're trying. It's like a mild medium. I was going to say, for, for you, bad. that's say, a mild I'm medium. an absolute baby. I won't eat anything spicy, and I can tolerate it. Yeah, this. I mean, you can... I, it's got some kick to it, but I can tolerate it. It's really good. It's, it's not, not too bad. I don't think it has kick to it. No, it's one of those where it's got some spice that you can taste. It's not just heat for the sake of having heat. Right, so I have Tingles a... your tongue a little. If you like hot, it. I have a hot in, in the car. Um, I just wasn't sure. Do it. Do so it. Do the, it. We can the, film it. The hot is um, is not hot to be hot. It has really good flavor um, at first. Then you get the heat at the end. That's a, that's a challenge with hot stuff. Is right. Hot stuff tends to be hot to be hot, and that's not good. And no, then no, you no. You can't taste it. Then you can't taste anything. I um, And that's kind of the feedback we get, too, from customers is that the hot really has a lot of good flavor. They like it. You can add it with food. It's not just spicy to be spicy. Uh, I just had a hot sauce the other day where I added it on pizza because I thought, like, well, this will be good, right? And it wasn't. They just they put it. It was just extract. And um, I yeah. didn't. My, it was my fault for not reading the the label, obviously. But I just poured it on, and you know, because I like spicy, and I ate like half my pizza, and I was just like, "All right, well, this does not feel good." So, for those of you that haven't experienced the salsa, you know, most salsa is very chunky. This is not. This is is clearly a, a salsa that's pureed, um, which is my preference when it comes to salsa. I like. No foreign chunks in it, basically. Well, I'm not a big tomato fan. Like, yeah. fresh, raw tomatoes actually make me gag, but I love cooking with tomatoes. You can tell this 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 is a sauce that has been cooked. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you, you get a different flavor profile yep. than... So, really acidic salsa that's from raw tomatoes is a whole different flavor this, profile than this type of salsa. Yeah. Um, this is... the. It's actually the kind of salsa I prefer. So if you go to like a La Frontera, the squeeze bottle shit that they have, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of peppers and yep. that's, it's not really the same, but it's more akin to that style in right. terms of not super chunky, but funny. 
that it has was the consistency of an applesauce. Right. So the La Frontera salsa was the only salsa that I would eat. Uh, yeah, I would the, go, and that was what only I had earlier for really. Dinner. Yeah, I would only like when I grew up in Toledo. That w- I would go because there was one up the street from my house, and I would go like every other week. Yeah, and but just that's buy. the kind of salsa that I really like. Yeah. That it's it's a pureed salsa, and yeah. so everything is much more blended. It's easy yes. to cook with two. Yeah, because yeah. I like have to big cook. chunkies. I was doing yeah. That was one of my things. I love cooking, and I used the salsa to cook with all, even the chips to cook with all the time. And um, it was you did a different consistency, a different flavor. It looks different, like the vibes different with like chunks, you know. Well, that's the other thing when you do the chunky fresh salsa. Consistency between batches is really difficult because of the when you cook things like peppers and tomatoes, the the flavor changes enough that. The difference between one pepper and another pepper isn't so great. Right. So it's a lot easier to keep the same consistency. Yeah. I'm curious, like, heat level-wise, how do you control that? Because even just when I cook, let's say, chili at yeah. home, I have to te- I have to test the jalapenos before I put them in the chili. Right. Because I have to know, is this a two or a four jalapeno jalapeno? <laughs> right. Like, so, I can't put four of the really hot motherfuckers in there normally. No, you're not wrong. So that's what I used to do was I cooked with love. So at first it was never I wrote anything down. And then I had a friend I delivered to and he was like, so how much does each cost? You know, and another friend was like, well, how much does each batch make? And, all, and I... Like, I don't no, know. I, no idea, bro. No idea. So I was like, well, I have a lot more homework to do. So I went home and I broke all that numbers down and did all that stuff. And um, what I was doing at first was just throwing in peppers, just throwing in peppers. This looks good. Right. And then I'd go get more peppers. And I was like, well, last time I used three. So I'm going to toss three in. Right. And then one day I was just like, well, I don't think that's very um, accurate. It's not very scientific. It's not very accurate. Not when it comes to peppers. Right. And so uh, because then we weren't getting like small jalapenos to like these big ones that you could like, you know, what time of year is it? Oh, (laughs) man. So uh, we started weighing everything. I did notice that you use Serrano's. Yeah. Uh, which is a, a whole the, Serranos don't vary as much size wise as like a jalapeno does. No, I've seen some. Um, I've seen some really, really, really big ones. Just, be, but I've also seen. But no, they're they're pretty consistent. Because the variation well. in jalapenos is pretty dramatic. But very and jalapenos I, is a ton of flavor. But yeah, Serranos for the people who don't know, Serranos are actually a really good way to adjust heat level. Yeah, I like Serranos because a lot. they're pretty consistent. Like your 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 scale difference in a jalapeno is pretty massive compared to a Serrano. It's going to stay within a certain range. I will say it is hard just because we do use fresh produce and since season is yeah season deal. varies you know like spice level does vary um but we 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 weigh it out and we you know what i mean so we we trust the process and um sometimes uh this the spice is it always usually just stays the same there's no we got it down to a point now where we've done it long enough and made it every day that, well let's be honest the scoville scale isn't exactly objective yeah. <laughs> it's a very subjective scale. It is. It is. And it does. They, they, yeah. Yeah. We do want to try something with like, um, I know there's another pepper that's like hotter than the ghost and like Reaper, but it's not for like public consumption yet. Carolina, is the Carolina Reaper the, the Reaper hottest? shouldn't be for public so, consumption so either. So the Reaper is, uh, the hottest. It was the hottest. There is one more. I can't remember who created it, but cause I was just looking at it and he made one, uh, like Pepper X or something that's like, um, like a hybrid or it's, 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 it's hotter, but since it's hotter, like you could, you know, you can go to the hospital, you can do all that stuff. And like, it's everyone wants a hotter salsa for me, but like they don't understand like i have to go in there 
for anywhere from it could be a four hour process to five months, six months, you know, years and case tests to figure it out. To figure it like out. Yeah. yeah. So um I've been trying to find like taste testers for the hot one because like I don't know if my gut can do like consecutive over and over and over. I got over. one for you. I don't know how good his palate is, but he can do hot stuff. My so. boyfriend could do it. Josh. Josh former too. former co host of the show. From yeah. the early days. He he has a palate for really hot stuff. We'll just bring him to one of our barbecues and he can just bring in a yeah. batch of stuff for everyone to taste. <laughs> well, that Brighton, too. Yeah, Brighton's got a hot palate. Brighton buys, like, the $100 little hot sauces from the display cases. Oh, and yeah. he'll try it and be like, yeah, I guess it's hot. Yeah, see, <laughs> I don't, I like hot, you know, but, um, I'm just drinking long term. Cause, like, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, have to, yeah. cause I have to, I'm gonna have to make more stuff eventually cause people are already asking, you know, and I want to, like, not just that, I, my creative process, you know, I feel like an artist, I want to go and push my limits and see what else I can do. Cause, you know, at first the goal was we should make some recipes, you know, and then it was like we should do salsa. And then, like, so we've been hitting them. Um, so I'm just trying so to. I- I gotta ask, where did the idea to freeze dry your salsa? Yeah, come we were from? talking about that before you. Because oh, we were actually, dry? we yeah. were actually like, I've got some uh, freeze drying is like a new fad, right. by the way. And freeze dried right. candy is amazing. We've yeah. got like some freeze dried saltwater taffy upstairs. Really, it's, I have uh, some Skittles. Yeah, the frittles at the house. Yeah, the, the freeze dried so, Skittles. Um, I that was I didn't want to do it because of that reason. Like a lot of my friends were doing. Like I have a um, few local businesses that I've met who were doing freeze dry and stuff. And then, but they're super supportive. They're like, you know what? Like you should do it. And um, but then a company approached us and was like, hey, can we? We love your salsa and we buy it all the time. We're wondering what you do with like your extra produce or your extra like salsa and um. One of the things that we like being able to not like be in stores and stuff is we can make it as is, you know, so mm-hmm. it stays fresh mm-hmm. for like our, but, um, so they approached us and we're like, well, can we, can we try making some freeze dried salsa for you? And so, uh, they approached Jessica and Jessica was like, sure. And I think gave them the sweet heat pineapple that you guys are eating. And so they brought it back and I was just like staring at it and I was just like, well, this is pretty cool. You know, because I was like, I've never, I created, like, I they made, you know, they freeze dried. It's like but, a seasoning Yeah, now. but I was like, I make this, you know, like, mm-hmm. this is, this is, and no one knows about it yet. So and, can you, can you reconstitute the, the freeze dried salsa and yeah. make it liquidy again? So it makes it right to this. So you get yeah, this, okay. so you get that. It looks like small because it's like a little condensed, but you add like six ounces of water is what's recommended. I tell people just add water until you get your desired consistency because so we, we were talking about this before the show and I was like, that would be a fantastic thing to actually take up camping with you. Oh, I've done because it. it's super light. You throw some water on it, you know, let it reconstitute yeah. and then you've got chips and salsa on the trail. I took, uh, one, right? So this won't last like 12 people. This no, little no, no, container, no, no, no. But right. I, um, I took one and everyone was like, well, you know, George, you're the you're cook, right? So can you make hamburgers? I think I made like 30 and I used oh, maybe like a quarter of a package. And, um, cause yeah, I use it as a dry rub. We put it on like, uh, people have put on ice cream. Um, I've had people tell me they've put their beer in it cause the container is waterproof. So you can just take it on the go, resell it. So you can do a lot with it. Um, oh, I keep. Yeah. Smoke with that. Smoking was, that was one of the first, before I told people to smoke with it, I was like, I have to try it, right? So we, um, went to Jessica's, like, sister's house and we smoked ribs and, um, chicken. And 
I bet it's spectacular on a, on like, a chicken. It like rehydrated, it does, but then it like caramelized onto it. It yeah. was, it was honestly, I still talk about it. It wasn't really good. I do like the idea of using the freeze dried stuff as seasoning on the yeah. chips. That is an amazing idea. So that's, so that's why I continue with the freeze dried. Make your own Doritos. Yeah. So, um, I was eating Doritos like a night before this one market before they dropped me off the sweet heat pineapple pack. And I was at a market just sitting there staring at it, eating the chips because it was kind of like a in between time. Mm-hmm. I said, well, what can I do with this besides selling it as like camping, hiking, backpacking, you know, accessible on the go. Um, and then Fun I was, dip for yeah, chips. <laughs> right. And so I was eating the chip and I was just like, oh man, this would be great if I coated the chip with this because uh, Jessica and I had a conversation the night before that Doritos used to have like, you the know, the, the, they like the, the salsa. Oh, yeah. flavor. And then they had like, you know how um, the Super Bowl commercials, well, they were like sucked the, like the yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. off the fingers, right? We weren't getting that anymore. You know what I mean? Like it was just like coated, but it wasn't like, oh, my fingers are orange. You know, and so I was like, well, what if we coat the chips? So I'm going to have to get more freeze dry to play with. And then we got a lot more, but then it sold um, because you get more to play with. Now I got to get more. And so it's we've we've I just packaged. I have to package more tonight, actually. So so you're still working with that same company, same company. They, so you're now making full batches for them just to freeze, just dry. to freeze dry. Yeah. Awesome. So um, it does really well. at like Brighton. We sell at Brighton. You at could- the you could put it in some sour cream. So, you know, like you make ranch dip yeah, with sour yeah. cream. Sour cream, but sour cream, guacamole. Sour cream, oh, that would be really oh, good. Guacamole. Guacamole, sour cream. Um, I've done it in like barbecue put it in sauce. Taco mix or something. We use it for tacos. I've do it in marinara sauce for like my pizza. Jessica does it for like spaghetti. I've put it in ramen. Um, like chili? chili. Yeah. Put chili. Chili is good. Um, we're actually working with another local company. We're coming out with uh, popcorn. So we're gonna oh, do, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Because I want what I want to do is get into um to use it as like you do pretzels too. Yeah, pretzels would be good. Uh, the only the only hard part about that is is still like two and a half of us that are doing everything. True. So you know that's what I tell but everyone. There's no shortage. Maybe of just on your packaging, no. put it as one of the suggestions. Yeah, that's yeah. why yeah. I was like sour cream. That'd be good at home to like just mix up some dip. Yeah, you it's can not, make. Not salsa, but is salsa. I talked to a lot of people who use it for like a variety of things. A, a lot of people come get it for dips. Some come get it for like dry storage, bug out bags. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it because it lasts a lot longer than like bottled, you know, and then it doesn't break. It takes up less, you know, less shelf yeah. space. You can, well, then if you want the salsa, like you said, you just add the water. And add the water and you're good or salsa. Yeah. Throw it in a bowl, add a little water, lime, lemon juice, whatever, whatever you want. And yeah, as a popcorn seasoning would probably be really good. So how long have you been doing the dry rub or not dry rub, the, the, the freeze dry? Um, a year or so, maybe. I don't know. A little while, a little while. Everything's, everything's like blended in my mind. And so. you're, you guys have your stuff up at the neighborhood I have too, right now? No, not anymore. Not anymore. Nope. Right now, um, we pulled out of the neighborhood I've, um, actually, we sell at the Hilton Garden Inn in Layton. Oh, okay. So we have, we're there, we sell at Solitude right now, and, uh, we haven't announced it yet, but we got into the, the downtown, the Regency. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The big hotel, you know, the one that they're building. Uh-huh. Um, I'm working with their head chef right now, and, we're we're getting some stuff set up. Oh, that's awesome! Congrats Thank to you. be part of their menu or to sell it there or both. Um, both, I think, because uh, he like told to me stock a little fridge or something. Yeah, there? so yeah. Uh, we'll definitely take like a, a good portion of it. They're gonna have the chip, so we're definitely gonna have to start training out a lot more, you know, for them because they their timeline jumped up a few months, which exceeded you know accelerated mm-hmm, us obviously, mm-hmm. and so and we told them we'd accommodate, so you know we're going to do that. 
But um, but you yeah, need to get another half person. Probably, we're we're thinking about it. You might and have to make your half person a whole person. I would I would take three half people right now because <laughs> the work I have to do after this. We're talking um, about little people or just people half time. If they can do the job, I don't discriminate. <laughs> you know, so that's a great answer. You know, great you can answer. be whatever you want to be. Julia needs a third job for someone else. <laughs> no. And then look on her face. She's like, work. I already worked two like, jobs now. She's like, I'm already trying to run my own damn store on. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, after my full time job, I work nine to five and I open a store six to nine every day. That's so work. That's work. So that's, that's the way, that's the way so, life works. What's your number one seller? Do you, do you have a clear number one seller? Yeah. So it was the Mango Habanero for like 13 months until I dropped the fiery green Tamatillo. And then everyone tells me they never had anything like it. So the greens are number one. Mango comes in second. And then the other kind of fall um, evenly, if you will. I got to try the Mango Habanero because that's, I mean, I don't, I like mango salsa, but again, I'm not a big chunky salsa fan. Right. And so that that's right up my alley. So funny about the mango is that the reason why it's so good is a lot of the customers that come get it are people to try it. Say, first thing is, I don't want habaneros. You know, and I don't want mango. The flavor of habanero is so good. But you also have to think like where we're at and then also how some people use it. They just use just like the peppers and like water, right? Because, yeah. you know, like, and that's like what they use. But like we fire roast everything. Like I, we put some love into the salsa. So um most of the people who actually buy the mango habanero tell me like, I, I hate mangoes. Or I've had people tell me I'm allergic. You know, but we hear so many We're good things. Anyway. Yeah, but we hear so many good things that I want to try. Or I've told them like I didn't like mango at first either, which is why I created. I didn't like salsa at first, which is why I created like this. You know, so then they'll try it and they're like, all right, well, I don't want to try anymore. Give me two or give me three or I'm gonna take one home. You know, after they just told me when I hate mango or um, I don't like habaneros, and I always tell them like it really just depends on how the person uses them because everything used right is delicious, right? But if mm-hmm. I put too much like pepper in something, you're gonna know, and it's gonna gonna kill the whole. I learned about habaneros. My my introduction to them was from Hot Links when I was like, I don't know, like 30 years ago when I was a kid. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're from from Oklahoma, some Red Hots that were made with with habaneros, mm. and I'm like, this these are amazing. Like the flavor from these peppers is out of this world. Good. Some of them are really freaking hot, yes. but like the flavor is, there's nothing like it. It's so good and it's so different. And than they're like what you sweet get out of like too. A, yeah. And it's so different than what you would get out of like a jalapeno, which is a more traditional salsa pepper. Right. Right. And, um, I don't know. So I, I'm, I'm very happy that like, you know, those are, those are doing well, but those are two, probably the two best sellers. Um, how about your freeze dried? What, what's your number one seller? <laughs> freeze dried, they all go pretty equally. I mean, no one clear winner. It's, no, it really does. Dep- I thought it would be like the mild, right? But then, because the first time it was like mild, and then it was like mango and sweet were the tide, and then medium, and then now all of them went like on one weekend. So I can't really say like, <laughs> you know, like if they're you all can't keep them in. Stock. No, they're really like consistent. Like we just bagged. I well, yeah, I bagged. I think it was like. um 10 batches of our salsa, 10, 11 batches or something like that. Like a lot of salsa in freeze dry. And, uh, I think we're halfway and that was like a few weeks, like a week ago. So, week. so how do people get your salsa? Where do they find you? How do they order it? So we're online at, uh, com. We have Sauce Up Salsa Fish on Facebook and Instagram. You can reach out on, um, again, that solitude. We're in solitude that you can go pick it up. 
We're at the Hilton Garden Inn in Layton if you want to pick it up. Um, we also we deliver. We ship the freeze-dry. We ship the chips. Uh, we do pick up. You can come see us at our kitchen. We do six, seven markets. Where's your kitchen at? Kitchen's in uh, Salt Lake, right off uh, like 3200 West area. And so it's on our packaging. It's on the website. Um, if you ask me, I mean, I'll, I'll send you the address and you can come. But uh, we need help. So, <laughs> Are you still doing farmer's markets? Yeah. So um, we were supposed. That's how we met. Yeah. Farmers markets. Um, I think last week, up until this week, we were doing, we had eight planned in a row. Um, someone hit my car, so we had to pull out of one to like deal with that. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. And then the other one was we sold out of everything. And so, which is why I have to go and make all this product tonight. <laughs> so we sold out and, um, we also had to like talk to the insurance about the car. So we were just, it was just like, it's tough, man. Yeah, it was tough. Um, but yeah, so we do Brighton on Sundays. Brighton has a flea market that's not really well known, but a lot of people come. It's really nice. It's a good vibe. It's cool. You're not hot up, you know, in the valley. Yeah. And, um, we do Ogden on Saturdays along with a few other markets. Bountiful on Thursdays with, uh, West Valley on Thursday. We do, um, Harriman on Mondays. Uh, we do, uh, Midville or Murray, Murray on Fridays. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, we're everywhere. Okay, Dad. So Monday, since we're in the Harriman Riverton area, we're gonna go get some dry rub. (laughs) (laughs) Dry rub, yeah. If they have any, yeah, they have any. If they're not all out, (laughs) I think we'll be fine. But um, we have a three-day event this weekend. We have, I think, two other markets besides that Saturday. Another one on Sunday. Besides that, we have our one on Friday. So we have like seven or eight this week too. Wow. Yeah, we're tired. <laughs> so I got one more Most question. Most I can do in a week is two and I'm pooped. I got one more question for you. Sure. Uh, and then we're going to we'll wrap up the show so I can eat some more of this salsa. I don't like to eat when we're on the air because I talk too much. It's difficult. Um, really good salsa. Uh, you've made a home out of Utah. You've, you're from California. You've been to Thailand. But what's the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah in your time here? Um. I don't know. I think maybe the mountains that I liked them a lot more than I originally like thought. So if I'm ever like, which is why I love selling out like Solitude and Brian, because I can go and sit and make money or not make money, but still be up there, you know, serving a purpose. Like it's, um, it's a good reason to be here. up there. Yeah. And then also the community, like, uh, doing the markets, people really do like to support the community, which is nice. And so that's made me support the community more. So I try to go Utah's and support local. really good for supporting yeah. small businesses. I've talked they to a lot love of, that stuff. They do. And I've reached out to a lot of people, like, you know, um, in other places and like they support us, but uh, a lot of other states where like normally locals don't support like other locals which this is, much. Yeah. That's really cool. And I mean, if you just listen back to this show, you mentioned, you know, got people helping you make chips. You got people that have reached out and asked you to use their commissary, uh, their commercial kitchen because you were growing. You've you've got deals you're working with with private hotel hotel vendors here locally. You've been in private shops locally. That's awesome. You've got a company yeah. that decided to ask you to start freeze drying your stuff for you. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't happen everywhere. I, wish I, was that I mean, cool. this, these are these are companies that have reached out and said, "Hey, I have an idea of a way we can collaborate together." <laughs> And that's that's cool. It is. I, I it's like it's still surreal for me. Like it's still weird when someone's like because you've only been doing it for like two and a half years, man. Like it's wild how how big you've gotten in that well, time. Well, because people still come up to me and was like, "Well, this person's been here for ten years," you know. And I'm like, "Well, I'm not saying anything on them, but you can Google it. Like you can Google sauce up salsa, and you'll see like what you know are are rating. Like you'll like I'm not saying anything that's false. 
you can look at it and um but it's just it's it's just wild like how far and you can have more than one good salsa that's, the world's abundant place, like man. you can have a lot of people like i i i like the salsa other you know all the other salsa vendors that i've met i love talking to them or we'll like chat about like how's it going how was it for you today you know like was it slow did people just taste it like it's nice to be able to like i don't like um going and like have there be drama competing yeah competing and, and that's the worst all that like that's what i first when i first started doing markets that's what i was experiencing and like now like now that we've kind of like set ourselves where we're at like it's not as bad but um i mean there's times where people welcome us with open arms or there's times where we go and people are like but the business community as a whole here is business really community as a whole is great so. i i love them supportive there's always something for someone um there's always a lot of good resources if you need help i'm finding out more all the time that even you know because i'm still young like i'm still new right but more people are like what well, did you hear about this or have you tried that and no so like i'm i'm still learning so i'm hoping that we, we keep growing and Keep doing more wholesale counts, things like that. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's Tell awesome. Us. Well, thanks so much for joining yeah, us. It's been a pleasure me. to talk to you and eat your salsa. Uh, and uh, if you guys like what you heard, please share the episode. That's what helps us more than anything. Uh, you can follow us out on social media at TNU Podcast uh, and our website, thenewutah.com. And Julia, maybe eventually we'll get to the Oracle card. She's always so <laughs> slow. Like I start, I start asking the questions at the end of interviews that wrap them up. And Julia uh, yeah, like I, waits until I'm in like the outro, and she's the, like, "Oh yeah, we got the oracle card." Yeah, it's card. not until he's like, "Okay, bye everyone," that I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, here's my card." So let we're the, gonna end the on the oracle card, okay. not on. So you're gonna pick a bottom. card. You're gonna read the side with the circle, and then okay. you're gonna read the back side. All right, cool. Yeah. And hopefully you're good with swears because this fucking. I was, said, full I was gonna say you have to assume that I can read, right? So <laughs> yeah. what if I what if I couldn't read and Jessica read everything? I mean, you went to high school. You're I fine. did. The will is not that bad. Stop talking. Shut your mouth and listen. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Thanks so much for joining Appreciate us. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.